It's Derek Brooks and Ian Beckles on The Strike, 102.5 HD2. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Brooks and Beckles. This is our third installation of this podcast. We hope everybody out there, all you guys and gals, are enjoying it. I know I am, and I'm hoping that my co-host or, or the star of the show is enjoying <laughs> Yo, it as well, Mr. Whatever. Derek Brooks. How are you doing, brother man? I am doing fine. You're not right. the star of the show? No, I'm not the star of the show, man. Okay. No way, so no how. It sounds good. <laughs> it's, it sounds good But we can have a poll We can walk around Tampa and say Beckles Brooks and Beckles Who's the star of the show If I get one vote My mother's gone So she would have Definitely voted for me So uh, I'm enjoying this I actually find it Therapeutic for me You know yeah. what I mean uh, You need to talk to people That uh, What's great talking to you Is you've been through A lot of things That I've been through mm-hmm. That I can't explain To other people That they don't understand Yes You understand And some some mm-hmm. of the things that I've been through, and I understand what you've been through. Yes. You know what I mean? Now, the one thing about the NFL is people ask me, was it fun? And I would say, no, it wasn't fun. It was a job. It was very trying. Mm-hmm. It's very challenging. What's tough about the NFL is it's so great while you're playing it, and it could be so terrible and detrimental after you play it. Mm-hmm. What I say when I meet my brothers like yourself or Tony Mayberry or Mark Royals or whoever I see, Ty J. Armstrong, I say, how you doing, brother? How's everything good? I always look at them and say, how you doing? Because yes. I think it's important. Speak to everybody of the well-being of our, our brothers out there because I, I'm, I'm speaking for myself. I'm doing fine, and I'm knocking on wood. Mm-hmm. You look like you're doing pretty darn good for yourself. You're here up in the morning, early in the morning. <laughs> you have a great job. Life is good. Your family's together. You seem like you're doing well. Yeah, first yes. of all, how are you doing, and how are some of your brothers doing? Well, thank you, and uh, first of you know, first and foremost, thank you. No, uh, my pleasure for for asking. And and we do we don't do that enough. Correct. Uh, to be to be honest with you, and I just think the last. I will say five years. Mm-hmm. It's been a real big emphasis on men that have played this game and coaches mm-hmm. when they have left the game, how that lifestyle mm-hmm. has not morphed into life out the football. Sure. And when we get around each other, man, it, it's, you know, it's, it's like you never left. It, it, you you really go back to that locker room mm-hmm. environment, and that, and I I truly tell fans this: I don't miss playing the game. That fit, the game of football, mm-hmm. man. I was blessed never to miss a, a snap. I don't mm-hmm. miss that. Mm-hmm. It's the other things, right. man. The not playing. People look like you know. Yeah. I said, yeah, like the locker room, mm-hmm. the trips. I say. The working out, mm-hmm. I say those disciplines, those can't, if those don't get replaced, mm-hmm. most of us have a hard time adjusting. Right. And in I, I really studied, man, what I would do well before I stopped playing. Mm-hmm. And I just, just looked at patterns, man, patterns. And unfortunately, God, unfortunately, it took, Losing our brothers that played to wake me up, mm-hmm. just like man, I want don't want to be in that position. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. out the fear of being lost. Probably my last four to five years drove me okay. to have that plan. And when I was done, I switched my whole schedule. For example, I didn't work out early in the morning. 
too much like football. Mm-hmm. I worked out at night. I didn't hold meetings in the morning before 12 o'clock, mm-hmm. too much like football. Mm-hmm. I really did a conscious job of switching up everything. Probably about the first month, I ate terrible. Okay. <laughs> I mean, just diet. I just did. One, one month, huh? Yeah, I, I one month. I could. I was like, you know what, man? I did. Oh, oh, I can't. One whole month. But man. the the discipline. <laughs> I just tried to switch up every conscious thing that reminded me of a football schedule. I just tried not to do to really discipline my mind, my body, spirit, those around me. I really tried, and that was the other thing. My family around me, they had to get used to me having a different schedule too. <laughs> hey, yeah. You know, dad wake up, he's doing this, he's gone, he's this. Now dad's present. I had to allow myself to be part of their schedule. I couldn't force my way in. So it was a lot of conscious adjustments that I was conscious of in because I the fear of being lost, mm-hmm. that's what drove me with life out the football, to be honest with you. Well, the thing is – and. I didn't dig into things like you did. Like, I didn't think while I was playing of what's going to happen afterwards. At no point. Mm-hmm. I never. Okay, so people always ask me, did you get prepared for life after football while you were playing football? And my answer was, this was my answer. And obviously mm-hmm. it's different for you. My answer was, if I was preparing for life after football, I wouldn't be giving it my all. That was my right. answer. Mm-hmm. And I think you understand what I mean yes. by that. Like, yes. like, for people that are playing the game live, and you go, you're, you're flying here and there to go to do the different broadcasts. You're not doing you're not doing it all, okay? Right. Because mm-hmm. you don't have five free hours because mm-hmm. you're trying to be great. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now, what you said about your brothers and, and missing them and not missing the game. People say, "What do you miss?" This is the first thing I miss is the money. First, not gonna lie to nobody. Yeah. The money was fantastic. Okay, yes. that's <laughs> the first thing I miss. I'm not gonna lie to nobody. <laughs> the second one is this: coming out that tunnel and getting introduced. Coming out the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Now, I would like. For next week, for Jason Light to say, Ian, we're going to introduce you. You're going to come out to the tunnel. I'd be like, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but when I get to the end of that line and I jog slowly to the end <laughs> of that line, I'm done. Because I, I ain't doing nothing else. Else. But that feeling is something that you could never replace. Right. Mm-hmm. And we could try to replace it. But no. I think the part that we can't replace is being in a room of 50-something brothers, mm-hmm. that will hu- grown alphas that will hug each other in a weird way, and also are like-minded. I think you are somebody's different. You're involved with all these different things, okay? So mm-hmm. you have brothers here with Lightning, the NFL. I don't know how your relationships are, but mm-hmm. I think you said something that's important. A lot of our brothers that are struggling are not striving to be better, okay? Yeah. So this is the one thing I've said. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything. I, nobody knows anything about CTE. Nobody. Right. That's right. real, okay? Mm-hmm. But I do know this. To succumb to CTE, and I don't know, I probably have something. No, mm-hmm. we probably all have something. Yes, I agree. To succumb to CTE, to succumb to depression, you have to not get up. Mm-hmm. If you get up, you're winning. Yes. Period. And that's something I tell my, like, oh, I'm going to use Keith McCants, rest in peace. That was my brother. I mm-hmm. got drafted with Keith McCants in 1990. First pick in the draft, they gave him $2.5 million in 1990. I got 90,000. That was a difference. <laughs> Keith died in crack houses, okay? But the, the difference is somebody goes, you see Keith? And I, I would see Keith, and he's walking with a cane, and he's 400 pounds, and he's not doing anything. and he's You know what I mean? So yeah. 
Yes, I, I do. think you to, to be great the way you. There's people that were as great as you were that afterwards went the uh, went the yeah. other way. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you're conscious. You're conscious about yeah. what's going on forward. Yes, I, I'm very conscious. You know of that end and the fear of being lost still drives mm-hmm. me. Sure. You know today in my job here at Vinick Sports Group, the NFL, the NFLPA. They have done a tremendous effort. Okay. Will, will I ever say it's good enough? No. It can't be. It can't be. It, it can't. It can't be. Can, it's too many of us played for it to be it's perfect. Impossible, yeah. But the resources mm-hmm. and the education of those resources has improved dramatically for all players. In what way? Being available. Okay. One, access. Mm-hmm. Two, Career paths, three, health professionals across all spectrum from head to toe, Mm -hmm. five. Mm -hmm. And six, communication to be part of the, hey, I'll say legends because that's Mm -hmm. the word we use now. That's the word we use. We'll all be a legend, Mm -hmm. period. That's we'll all share that. Now, some... Hall of Fame, da 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 Correct, da da. Yes. Those different, but the one common one will always mm. be a legend. I like that. In, in that fraternity of being a legend, whether you're done after one year or fifteen years, the same resources are available to us. We have to break down the words you said earlier. That alpha maleness. Okay. We yeah. have to break that down and channel that in a different direction to take advantage of these resources. What I when I'm asked this by younger players, and I even start this in now in, in high school, the game of football has a platform that will open doors that only the game of football will open. That's facts. Mm-hmm. It is up to you to go in that door and make something of that opportunity other than colliding with another human being. It's up to us. Because once the game of football, that platform has removed, if you had not walked in that door, you're getting in line like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But I think what I say has done a better job is the NFLPA and the NFL has done a better job in of keeping those doors open beyond the game of football and those resources. Again, mm-hmm. can it use a lot more effort? Of course it can. I mean, it's, it's thousands of us. Mm-hmm. But at least they're trying in post-career. Mm-hmm. And we have to. The game now, players, they have, and I'm not going to use the word have to. Because the options now of those doors, off-season, mm-hmm. It behooves a player in any sport not to have some preparation when your time is up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with you to your point. Mm -hmm. You pouring it all in. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are an off-season man. You working out. I mean, excuse me. You training. You grind. You doing all those things. There was still time. At the same Mm -hmm. time. You have to. It is is a must Mm -hmm. to start building that career path when the game is over. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it, 
you're going to get on that path of being lost. Yeah. And that is a, one of the points I try to make to all the legends that I get a chance to speak to, even going back, starting in high school. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good message. And now as I get older, when I say that, I look back and I was like, I could have been preparing for this. I remember being in Philadelphia and Harold Carmichael was our, mm-hmm. our head guy. I know the head guy. He took take care of the players. Yeah, player development. Yeah, player development. And I was like, Harold, you know, I think I could be good on the radio. Would you have any radio shows? Or give me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll work on that for you. But he never did anything for me. Right. You know what I mean? So I would have loved to have been on Philadelphia radio. That would have been a start. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't even know what sports radio was at the time. No. Mm-hmm. I, I had no idea what it was. But I just I felt myself drawn to it in, in a weird way. Now, mm-hmm. looking to see what Prime is doing, what uh, Deion Sanders is doing in Colorado. And uh, Deion's about uh, as polarizing as any person I've ever mm-hmm. seen ever in the history of people. Okay, he's polarizing. Mm-hmm. You have to love him or hate him. You yes. can't be in the middle. Okay, <laughs> He's like Tim Tebow. You can't be in the middle of Deion Sanders. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to watch what Deion's doing, I love, first of all, because... I understand what he's trying to accomplish, okay? Mm-hmm. He's bringing some of that old school mentality. It's about work. It's about preparation. It's about accountability. It's about, this is the part that I, I, I know you're understanding. Maybe some people don't. It's a part about respecting females. Yeah. It's a part oh, about yes. opening the doors. Mm-hmm. As a father, I know you're, I, I, I want to ask. I know for a fact mm-hmm. you sat your son down and said, when you shake somebody's hand, you look them in their eye. Man. You shake their hand tight. Mm-hmm. You look at them when you look. And I, and my father, my, my son looked at me crazy when he was young, and I said it's important. Mm-hmm. And now I watch him now. And my son's twenty eight years old. Mm-hmm. I watch him, and he and he does it. He mm-hmm. opens the door for people. Yes, I had one. My son worked at Duckies for a while, and I was there. And one of the girls says, "Are you Marcus's father?" And I go. Well, nobody's ever said that before, but yeah, I am Marcus's father. Usually Marcus gets, are you, are you Ian's son? You know what I mean? So he goes, I just want to tell you that your son's a, a, a great young man, and he's the only help that walks us to our car at night. And that wow. made me almost, that made me cry almost. I swear, like that to me wow. is, is important. When I see people like Prime doing mm. what he's doing with those young men, I would send my son there without a scholarship mm-hmm. just for, to see him grow. I think you, in a, this listen, I know you have a great job here with, with, with the Vinicks, and I, if Jeff Vinick came to me, and I, actually, I'm working for Jeff Vinick right now, but <laughs> it, he's not somebody you can say no to. I understand mm-hmm. that. But it, I'm curious, because I, I think I asked you, had the Bucks ever approached you to be somewhere in the front office? I don't believe you said they did. Why is And I know you ran the storm. Mm-hmm. You're involved with the lightning. You're here in... Why hasn't somebody approached you about that? I ha- I have to ask. I have to. <laughs> yes, and, and you know, uh, respectfully, I have been approached. You have been approached, okay? Yes, I, I have been approached by the uh, Bucks. Uh, not the Bucks. Okay, another the, team. Okay, other teams. Other teams have reached. Other out. teams. Yes, they, interesting. <laughs> they have they have reached out uh, to me. Uh, the league office has mm. reached out to me uh, as they build prospects and build that portfolio of candidates uh, for front office positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had those discussions and meetings about being that. And uh, and it was it's great to be considered that. Sure. And again, I, and I want to say this, you know, because people say that with the Bucks too. Man, you do these exact things for the light, but you play. I say, I say yes. I say one, you know, with my the Bucks relationship, our relationship is good. Sure. Uh, They've never asked. I've never asked. Okay, uh, it's, it's not just, up to you to ask. No, but it just it's 
life has just worked mm-hmm. where when the need for us to work together, mm-hmm. we do. Sure. And mm-hmm. we're both comfortable with okay. that. And we've been comfortable sure. with that. And again, there's uh, obviously no animosity neither way mm-hmm. towards that. What I've told uh, in the past was my family dynamics just didn't allow for me to accept those opportunities okay. or be considered. Uh, you know, the closest one in that I, I really, really, man, just thought about was a position with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Okay. And they were willing to make that work. And, man, I just, like, sat back and said, man, it's still a lot of work here mm-hmm. at Vintage Sports Group that I want to be a part of those, these accomplishments in mm-hmm. the direction we're going. Sure. That was the only – that really was one where, like, man, I, <laughs> you know, I, you I, turn, I need to, you know. You turned down that for Hall of Fame? Yes, I did. It was a, it was a position there that – in. in and I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, it, it's, it, it wasn't more or less turning down. Okay. It was, hey, guys, I appreciate the conversations uh, where they could go in order for this to work. Mm. But, hey, let's let's cut it off right here. Let's no need to go any further. Because God bless I, you, brother. You know, God I, bless you to be able to look at This is real. Yeah. God bless you to be able to turn down the NFL. Because if, if I got the call, this is the Hall of Fame, what do you need? I mean, what do you need? You need to cut, cut off a finger? I can take care of But that's, I think that's amazing yeah. that that caliber of people that is approaching you, that mm-hmm. says something. That's, that says a lot yeah. about you, definitely. Now, I know you're watching your brothers, okay? Mm-hmm. I, had, uh, I had breakfast. I went to the Combine uh, this year for the first time. I, I was in it, obviously, in 89, but I went to Combine to watch it. It was boring. Most of it was ridiculously boring. But I ran into Martin Mayhew and John, mm-hmm. John Lynch. Mayhew with the, uh, the Washington team. And John Lynch, obviously, uh, kicking ass in, in San Francisco. And I sat down with him, had breakfast, and I didn't think about it at first. I'm sitting with Martin Mayhew and John Lynch, my brothers, right? Mm-hmm. I'm up, everything's cool. We're talking on the same level. Then I realized, about halfway through, everybody in the place has to approach our, our table. Yeah. Because <laughs> people go to the combine really to schmooze. <laughs> And <laughs> who do you schmooze more with is the GMs of a team. And I got two of them right there. Adam Schefter, yeah, all these cats yes, are coming up yes. and all the coaches are coming up. And I know you're seeing your brothers. There had to be something that they absorbed through this Tampa experience. And John Lynch, is I think he's come from a lot, okay? Martin Mayhew was a smart brother from the beginning. You, know first, I mean? you remember Martin Mayhew was the first guy that I saw stretch. Mm. <laughs> reading the U.S. in the locker room, yeah. reading the USA Today. Yeah, he's business different. Se- yeah, yeah, business section. Yeah. He was stretching, he's reading a, the, the money section was of the old dude. USA yes, Today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I share this about yep. those two. Yep. Matter of fact, uh, if they're listening, uh, I, I probably need to send them an invoice. Okay. <laughs> real talk. <laughs> yeah, real yeah. talk. <laughs> but I, I go back to when, you know, when John and Kyle mm. first wanted to job. John, I mean, We've had numerous hours of conversation mm-hmm. with Martin, Detroit, mm-hmm. hours of conversation about their position. Okay. And that's why I was saying earlier when teams reached out because mm-hmm. the NFL is big, but yet it's small. Uh, I see what you're and saying. And these yeah. teams realizing that, man, Derek was in there yeah. talking. Yeah. About me being a part of their conversations, and and yeah, I'm gonna do all I can to help them be mm-hmm. successful. Now, I mean, 
Martin May just at Florida State mm. gets LSU. We're on the sideline. We're talking. We're talking about the commanders, how he's building the roster. Right, yeah, right. We're, we're literally having that conversation as he's there scouting Correct. players. We're taking those. Mm-hmm. And then I said, hey, man, I – I said, boy, that invoice is adding. <laughs> he said, yeah, go ahead. He said, one day you'll send it. I'm going to rip it up. But in John, mm-hmm. just talked to John two weeks ago, you know, about hey, the, you know, the decision that went into the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I love being a sounding board, not just for those two because those names came up. I love being, being a sounding board mm-hmm. to those guys because they know, one, the information that I give them is going to be real. It's going to be honest. Sure. You know, yeah. secondly, the trust is going to stay between us two. Mm-hmm. You know, thirdly, they know I got their best interest at heart. That's why I could give them information they may not want to hear. Sure. So I make myself available, you know, for those relationships, you know, whether it's coaches, whether it's front office. And just over the years, certain leaders have found out that I'm a part of those conversations. So, again, it <laughs> continues to be intriguing. Yeah. But but right now, uh, I don't see that in my immediate future uh. in NFL team. In my position with the NFL, working for both as an appeals officer, mm. no, all 32 doors are open to me because of that CBA. Yeah, yeah, they are. And – Roger and Troy Vincent and, you know, DeMorris and our new leader and Don Davis, they've allowed me to use this position to serve the game. And you you mentioned it earlier, <laughs> you know, with G. Watson, those guys were mm-hmm. – they, they didn't use the position like I'm using it now across <laughs> all business units sure, of football. And, and, and again, and that gives me – the opportunity to show show a diverse level of talent mm-hmm. that, quite frankly, uh, God has put me in a position in to display. And, it, and it's all about serving, man. For sure, me, yeah. it is really all about serving. That's why I'm so very passionate. Mm-hmm. Going back to our earlier point, we talk about lifestyle of the, for, the former athlete or the legend mm-hmm. that I am very passionate, you know, about that work in mm-hmm. Speaking of the Hall of Fame position, that position would not have allowed me to serve the way I like okay. to serve okay. our men. Sure, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things that hey, we we had to you know stop the conversation because I still need to do this, mm-hmm. no matter what I'm sure. doing. Sure. So uh, to to that point, those two man, God, you talk about fantastic job. The thing about Mayhew, yeah, unbelievable. Man, you don't get a second chance, yeah. and let's just be real. Yeah. It looked like you and I. Bro, he cleaned you up don't a get lot. us, but and you don't get a yeah. second chance Facts. <laughs> to yeah. be a yeah. two-time that's, general that, manager. That is true. Yes, African American yeah. man, coaches, and, and he had a tough, yeah, he had a tough sled in, in, in yes. Detroit. Tough sled. Yes, you don't get. Was a, he zero sixteen? Yeah, Rod Marinelli. Well, that should tell you something. I think Rod Marinelli is a top. I told you the other day, top yeah. three assistant coaches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And he went zero sixteen. You know what? Let me tell you something. I remember that year. I remember being on air. I remember looking at everybody and go, I want you to take heed to this. Watch the players. Mm-hmm. None of them quit. No, no, no. None of them quit on Rod. We were almost one yeah. of those wins. Yeah, I mean, like, like, <laughs> like, like I go we watch. We could have been that. Yeah, none of them are speaking negatively. No. Like, you could see after two losses sometimes, people start acting funny. Yeah. Nobody turned on Rod because if Rod needed me today and he wasn't my coach, oh yeah, that was a real cat to me. Yes. I love Ron yeah. Marinelli. Now, I know you're one of them dudes that are, that are uber prepared, okay? 
the story you just gave me about Mayhew and Lynch calling you f- for information to be great, and they're all both being great at mm-hmm. the highest level, it makes me almost think that your ultimate destination is higher than GM. There's not too much higher than GM. Like, you know, there's, <laughs> no, I'm being serious about this. Now, when the NFL seeing you advising GMs how to be great, they have to see things like this. Now, I have to ask you this. You have that much information on being a GM or running an organization. You got a lot of this from Tony Dungy and the way he prepared himself. If I remember right, Tony Dungy, when they asked him to be a head coach, supposedly he had booklets and booklets and booklets and booklets of stuff that he'd been writing his whole life Mm -hmm. to prepare himself to be a head coach. Mm -hmm. If somebody said to you right now, I would like to, um, maybe, would you consider being our general manager? And you sat down for an interview. Would you be ready to lay something out? Would you be ready Mm -hmm. to do that? Or is that something you'd have to be prepared for? Or is that something you've been preparing for your whole life maybe? Yes and no. Yes, I can prepare to have any, sit down and have a plan of success Mm -hmm. in terms of leadership Mm -hmm. because I can talk about leadership and leading people. Absolutely. Prepare to say I have a book of what that looked like in that situation. Mm. No, I do keep a uh, it, you know I do keep a assets, a portfolio of, of <clears throat> people or great ideas or plans or business plans or strategies that have been successful. Mm. You know whether it's here, whether it's past. Yes, I keep those things because hey man, this succeeded this situation, this environment. You know because I'm learning some every mm. single day. You know. Just take Steve Griggs. Whenever I'm sitting down with Steve, I'm learning something every single day. Whether you know, from managing an arena to building an arena to working with USF, it is this job of mine gives me an education like no other. And every single day, you know, bringing on Mark Pitts, you know, almost a year and a half or so ago. Just the, the diversity of sitting in there learning and building what my business portfolio looks like. Yes, I I do keep a log of that, you know, and I look at it probably three times a year, mm-hmm. updated, take some out, change it to the environment, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, doing that, but going into any situation, you know, I'll I'll be prepared, you know, if that opportunity makes sense. Mm-hmm. But man, it is, you know, when uh, I think D D D uh, goes prime, excuse mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. man, he, he said it best. In one of our re- recent conversations, he's like, man, it is, it's really going to take a lot mm. to get you out of the Bay Area. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. And he broke it, it down in, in a way. He's like, you just got a, a thirst to serve, man, of that community. Mm. It, it's going to take a lot. And mm. unfortunately, you know, obviously he let the cat out the bag. Yeah. We were really going trying to, you know, get, get him here. Uh, at USF, how but close that, is that? Ian, I'll say this: this is how close it was coming from Coach Prime. Okay, he said, "Your team do not need to be embarrassed about everything that you guys put in to get me there." Mm-hmm. He said, "Don't be embarrassed about you guys here till the eleventh hour decision." Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Colorado came sooner, mm-hmm. more resources. Okay. 
in the current environment. Okay. This is where they're at. Mm-hmm. But don't be embarrassed about yeah. what you got. To, it, 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 Ian, when I say 11th hour, mm-hmm. and he said some of this, man, he had his team come here. Mm-hmm. They spent days, they spent time in Tampa. It was, when you talk about a man prepared, he's, it, it was that. I believe that. I believe and that. And yourself, hey, we, there's nothing to be embarrassed about what uh, we did. Now, uh, I, I feel when, when he broke it down and what, you know, decision factor, et cetera, hey, guys, hey, we wish him well. We pivot. Obviously, turned our attention to Coach Alex and Gilles, and I think we landed where we needed to land. But we don't need to be embarrassed about what we did and the package that we all came to put together mm-hmm. to get him here. Well, listen, there's only one school he can go to. I think the longest short of it is I think – it would have been a great story if he was here. Uh, the long and short, short of it is he doesn't play USC here early. Yeah. That's long. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he looked at the schedules. He was like, well, if Dion has a plan, too. Yeah. And his plan is not to be at Colorado in four years. Everybody has to know that. Okay. He hadn't, he hadn't shared that. Okay. Well, once again, <laughs> I don't think that's something he would share to people. But I would think that his plan would probably be to, and I made a prediction he's going to coach the Dallas Cowboys. I really believe that. I really believe that. I thought team would come snagging. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? McCarthy ain't winning no Super Bowls. Because Dion, but the influence, mm-hmm. man, that Dion likes to have okay. these young men, okay. Okay. it's hard mm-hmm. for him to have that in an NFL locker it's impossible. room. When at the end of the day, that same player could look across for him and say, hey, you know, one day mm-hmm. we're going to share something in common. We're both going to be legends. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, it's hard to manage that yeah. that ego mm-hmm. in a way that he likes, as you see, teaches. Mm-hmm. You know, by you know bringing in the women early on. Man, we talked about this. Hey, mm-hmm. man, we're bringing. I mean, I, we. Hey, I'm bringing in yep. women. Start with my mother. This is how you know yep. these kids are going to know on campus. They're mm-hmm. going to know. It's just all these. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. going to. They do all that. But at the end of the day, the yep. moral values of what I'm telling mom and mm-hmm. dad. It, it was that. I just don't know today's NFL. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's different. Managing that level of alpha, that yeah. alpha maleness now. Yeah. And, we, and we see a story of that every single year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I, I just don't know. And you just mentioned Dallas, man. There's one is only one ego that matters in Dallas. Yeah, that's facts. Jerry Jones. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know if Jerry can exist with Dion. Wait. I think Dion might need too much power. Jerry's not had it over no power. He's not. <laughs> He's not. That's that's part of the problem. Jerry don't want to handle with no problem. Don't know it. Come on now. We know. We, we know that. <laughs> Jerry should have had a GM ages ago. And, and listen, this is the part I want to really pick your brain with. I tell everybody the inexact science of picking NFL football players. Like, mm-hmm. somebody said to me, what, what round did you go in? I said, it was the fifth round. They go, how come you didn't go in the third round or twelfth, second round? And my answer was, I wasn't tall enough. That mm-hmm. was my answer. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Now, it comes out of my mouth, and it hurts my feelings because football's played on a football field. It had nothing to do with height. Yeah. Now, but there's yeah. something about evaluating talent, and there's a science to it, okay? I'm watching, and of all the teams that I'm watching right now, if you say, if I like to build my team, I'd like to build it like this team. On everything I love, it's the San Francisco 49ers, and this is why. Mm-hmm. They just have a bunch of fantastic football players. Interchangeable pieces. They can lose Joey Bosa. 
They can lose Trent Williams. They can lose their quarterback. They can lose anybody and still be better than the next team, okay? For you, I know you thought about this, to build a team. Tony Dungy built a team a certain way. John Gruden built it a certain way. Mm -hmm. John Lynch built it a certain way. The evaluation of talent, to me, is one of the hardest things. Mm -hmm. What made Derek Brooks a Hall of Famer? What made... Tony Mayberry played for 10 years. What made Ian Beckles? Like, I don't know the answer to that. Mm -hmm. That's the key to unlock because when you look at quarterbacks, during the draft, I picked Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you look at physical tools, yeah. you look at... Yeah, yeah, I look back and now I don't know why. I didn't know them. Mm -hmm. As a GM, how can you get to know Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf so intimately that you would know who to pick because I well you, well, you got you got to give yourself room error. I okay. mean, as great but that's as a, John, that's a big no. But as great as John yeah. and Kyle has been yeah. in building the 49ers, they missed at a quarterback. Did they? Trey Lance? Did, well, you have yes. Okay, okay. You're talking top three okay. pick. Okay, that didn't pan out, and they had. Yes, it, you have to it. You okay? At the same time, we mm. praise him for throwing Brock Purdy a bone. Yeah, that's true, right? Okay, he's missing what, what's irrelevant. Whatever, seven mm. That just happened to work. That just mm. happened to work, which allowed them, mm. where people are not on them by the Trey Lance experience. Okay, I understand what you're so saying. So it, it's not going to be. Now, once mm. they got there and saw this kid, whoa, this kid is, mm. this kid is, hmm. Mm. He's showing, he's picking up. Okay. Mm -hmm. We might have, we might. Yeah. Other pieces around them playing better where it's not the central focus, mm. right? That in that situation, I say, you're going to, you're not, you're going to have some misses. Mm -hmm. You are. Mm -hmm. Some, the NFL now has such an economic, Impact that some teams can absorb those misses. Mm. Some can't. They got to live with it, right? Facts. But Derrick Brooks, I'll start up front. Mm -hmm. I'm starting with, of the 22 players on the field, 48% of them are played within a Thank rectangle. You. Thank you. In the trenches, right, everybody. Yeah, I'll start O-line, D-line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going front to back. Yeah. Quarterback position, yes, extremely important. But I'm going to start looking up for, okay, how are we going to be built up front? That, to me, I'll start interior, back, then out. Mm -hmm. To be honest, that's how I look at of the game that I've played and I've seen with teams. One good old line, protect the quarterback. So when the investment needs to be made mm -hmm. into that position, I know I built a wall around it. Mm -hmm. Defensive line, going against – Gonna need some heat, gonna need some physicality, gonna need some heat, gonna need some depth. Mm -hmm. D-line, I think, is all about depth. How how good is my eighth, mm -hmm. my seventh, eighth, ninth mm -hmm. defensive lineman? Mm -hmm. Are they pushing the guys ahead of them? Are they better than 31 other teams as a starter? That's what I think Philly has right now. Depth up front. So I will look to that. And I look to the O-line, okay, how can I keep – these six to seven guys together mm -hmm. for five years. 
That's that's, that's yeah. how I would think yep. in building the yep. old line. How can I keep mm-hmm. these guys? Indianapolis was able to do that with Andrew Luck and their old line. Mm-hmm. He retired. They dismantled. Hadn't been the same. So I you know, and I look at teams that lynch his old line. Obviously, getting Trent Williams mm-hmm. was a, was a key to that. But how do you keep them together? Mm-hmm. You know, and build that depth. So I would start with that, and then the other pieces will be based on head coach scheme. But I will definitely work with with the head coach uh, in that regards because it's like, hey, you, you got to come in, you got to protect your scheme, you got to, you know, have the guys up front to attack. But I'm a, I'm a front to back guy. Now this is the thing, okay, and I agree with what you just said. Um, the quarterback position is a tough position to evaluate at any mm-hmm. at any level, okay. Yes. So. Let me give you an example. Uh, Joe Montana is a Hall of Fame quarterback. All right, Vinny Testaverde played for twenty something years, I yes. believe. Let's flip the script. Let's put Vinny Testaverde on the San Francisco 49ers, and let's put Joe Montana on the Buccaneers. You think the history is the same? No, no way. You see what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. never been anybody great that hasn't had greatness around them, and it mm-hmm. hasn't been led by greatness mm-hmm. it, 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 it seems that way yeah. you know what i mean so the purdy thing i agree and disagree i'm not sure they can't couldn't have won with trey lance they'd have figured out a way i think shanahan's that guy it had been different they kind of lucked into purdy now everybody gives the new england patriots all this love for picking tom brady in the sixth round well you missed him five times mm-hmm. you missed it five times mm-hmm. that was lucky this is the question. How much more important is athletic ability and talent than knowledge? Because that, to me, like, Charles, I'm going to use Charles McCray as an mm-hmm. example. Charles McCray was 6'6 six, six and a half, 3'10. Prototype. Flexible, <laughs> prototype. He walked in the locker room and was like, oh, okay, maybe. But then we took, and listen, I like Charles the person. It didn't turn out, okay? What. Was it in him that the Buccaneers missed? That's that's the question. I can never figure that out. What did they miss? <laughs> well, I bet Charles McCray, he walked up, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, man, right. Who, yeah. Wow, this yeah. guy numbers. Yeah. Then the first practice, man, I saw the D lineman waiting that he got up. Everybody was fighting yeah, to get in. I want in. one. <laughs> <laughs> I want one. <laughs> right? Real no talk. Charles. Yeah, I just, no, as a yeah. rookie, that's yeah. what I saw. I'm like, man, everyone no, waiting to go That's what was happening. That's what was happening. In evaluating the quarterback position, I've just been in conversations where they looked at one offensive coordinator and what he's trying to do to get what the production out of the position is. Mm -hmm. And some teams, you know, try to – Okay, or we're in a position to build around him, meaning yes. he's the he's the Lynch's starting point of the offense. Yep. Okay, and now we got to find the pieces. Well, others where it's been the system is there. We just need someone to guide the system, and the system will make him great, mm. or the system will evolve to get the best out of his talents, whether it's, you know, physical talent, mental talent, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But the system allows for that. And, man, 
there's not a perfect science in because that relationship changes so much. Let's use the example here of Russell Wilson. Okay. How he came in. Remember, they just paid, I think, the quarterback had just came from Green Bay to back. I forgot his name. Oh, my God. No, before he – no, it wasn't. He Seattle paid him as a starter when I they drafted Russell. Oh, man, I think of the guy's name. But Russell had mm-hmm. a great preseason. Mm-hmm. Came to start it. Yep. They basically had at that time a $10, $12 million backup mm-hmm. as their quarterback. Pretty much. But the system that Seattle ran offensively mm-hmm. allowed that. Suited that. Suited. They had that success. Big physical running game, mm-hmm. right, but control the possessions. Defense get after you. Now, as that produced winning football, now what started to happen? The quarterback, now I'm talents, the system is hindering talent, so we're going to change it, Yeah, make you the central point, and eventually it didn't work. Didn't it, work. It didn't after, work. After years of that, yeah, right? Absolutely. Now you look at the other way around. Let's mm-hmm. take our Buccaneers, for example. We acquired Tom Brady. The agency, he's a central point of the offense. Now it's the talent pieces that's here that's need to make them better. Now what do we got to go get because the quarterback is the central piece of this. Sure. The running back position changed. It went from, okay, one, only one big physical back for an end, but everybody else pass catchers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Receivers, success. Got big receivers. Chris Godwin, middle receiver, that development. Yep. But it was centered around the quarterback. Two different ways to get to it. Mm-hmm. Then I look at young guys that's being, you know, eva- evaluated, you know, that, that's coming out where Dak Prescott, I think they're going through that in Dallas now. Mm-hmm. Where Dak came in, he unseated Tony Romo for years. Is it the pieces? Now he gets paid. Now it's we got to figure out, mm-hmm. right? They're in a position now to figure out. Is he the central point? Is it 50-50 with yeah. the pieces around? Again, they got they have to figure it out. I think when the quarterback's a central point, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I really do believe that. I think if you take somebody like Kyle Shanahan, I think you could take Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson's a great example that you brought up. Okay, mm-hmm. I sat down with Lofa Tatupu uh, at, at an event, and Lofa Tatupu was a linebacker for the Seahawks mm-hmm. for quite a few years. And I said to him, without goading him, I said, what's your opinion on Russell Wilson? And he looked at me and he said, he gets a lot of credit for always having a top five running game and a top five defense. And I looked at him, I go, wow. And then I, then I said, I start to watch Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I start to watch his leadership. and I didn't like it. Okay? Mm-hmm. He reminded me a little Gerald McCoy where everybody's telling me how we, you're a leader. Now, let's go back to Shanahan. Mm-hmm. I believe if you give Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert, Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields, Purdy, Dak Prescott, Car, any of those guys he could win. I really believe that because I th- I think it's more of a mentality mm-hmm. than it is the player. I really believe that because yeah. I think if you give uh, a Shanahan or a Walsh, they'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah. Parcells defensively, he has defensive players that don't won't start other people's teams. Mm-hmm. He'll figure out what you do well, and he'll make you do that. How much of that is in it? Because there's a, I think yeah, there's a lot of that. It's in it. a balance, yeah. you know, to be honest with you. And I'm going through all 32 teams looking at the starting quarterbacks mm-hmm. and really thinking, okay, who is the central piece of, of a team? Well, you got I just heard of it, mm-hmm. L.A. Chargers. We had Aaron Rodgers, oh. you know, Jets. 
Mahomes. I, I, Mahomes. I'm just going through all the teams in. Not a lot anymore. There's just not Six, a lot. Seven. There's not, maybe yeah, seven. If who, that was who, there, the, who would the seventh guy be? Think about that. Whoever the seventh guy is, a, I guarantee he's never won anything. Like somebody the other day said to me, Justin Herbert's great, and I look at him, I go, why? They go, because he's great, and I go, why? He hasn't won anything. He doesn't, no. even, he doesn't even take his team to the playoffs. No, and Jacksonville's trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know, with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you know, is that is that quarterback? So I, I think Ian, you have to look at. The coordinator, head mm-hmm. coach, whoever's building that system. Yeah. The salary cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking yeah. now, like, yeah. pieces around it. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you it's can't, a lot. Yeah. cannot look at the economics on that yeah. side of the football. I mean, any budget, the offensive budget mm-hmm. is going to be higher than the defensive budget, period. Yeah. Other than San Francisco, maybe. Their quarterback only makes 900000 900, now. What, now? Now. <laughs> you think Purdy will ever get paid? No way. They will never pay Purdy. They won't pay him. He won't yeah. He won't stay healthy enough to get paid. I remember I told you that. He won't, they won't pay him. They 49ers won't, won't pay him. Nope. Nobody will Somebody. pay him. Somebody. No, they won't. No, they won't. Nobody's going to pay a six foot one little bitty quarterback to come to their team and not be good. No way. No, we have to. People have to start learning. Man, how, much time, <laughs> how much people, time? we got left? Here, people right? have to start learning. That's come on now. You think you took Purdy and, and, and you put him on the Buccaneers? He's good. They're going to be. It's teams out there that's going to be a victim. I know, I know of that success. It's just like the old argument. Yeah. You take another team's number two receiver. Yeah. God, you know mm. he's he's my friend, but yeah. I'm gonna call like I call yeah. him. Alvin Harper coming here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of teams that'll take a number two. Yeah. Oh, he's our, He's going to be our number one. Mm-hmm. Go to the team as a number one. More times than not, it never works out. Can I give you a name? Yes. And I'm going to prove my point. I think we're saying the same thing in a different way. I'm going to give you a player that was drafted this year. And I go, wow, Anthony Richardson. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't give a crap how fast you are. I don't give a crap if you just throw the ball for 85 yards. I watched six of his games last year, and I go, what? I don't even know what position the kid is. You just had a big athlete standing behind the center. Uh-huh. I tell you what Anthony Richardson is not. It's a quarterback. He's not. A, you. I would bet anything I own, he will never succeed in the NFL. He's played four games, and I think he's left two. You, you, in the NFL, if you don't get the game and none of them do it first, okay, the great ones, whether it be Aaron Rodgers, who sat out, uh, yeah. Mahomes, who sat yeah. out and yeah. learned, you stick somebody who wasn't successful in the SEC in the NFL. You have zero chance of being successful. I'm telling you, and I and GMs keep on doing it. Well, some of it is baptism by fire. Justin Fields, he's in the wrong organization. I don't know I, if he can play. I don't, but I don't know if he can succeed there. Who else has? Chicago, <laughs> Chicago quarterbacks are yeah, kind of like us, and like yeah, right? your quarterbacks. Seriously, the Chicago quarterback, mm-hmm. not so good. Yeah, just mm. the nature of the environment up there, <laughs> cold weather. It, it, yeah. they're, they're, they've never had one ever. <laughs> ever, we've never <laughs> had a tough one. place to play. That's crazy. Quarterback. So he's he's one that I, I'm anxious because I see a skill set there with him, Anthony Richardson. Mm-mm. I, I'm like you on the man. You got to prove it. We got to be healthy. He has to change his game. Derek, you know you can't prove it there. He has to change. You can't prove it there. Nope. Nope. 
nobody has ever proven it in the NFL. Nobody's, nope. Peyton Manning has proven it. Well, Peyton Manning came in, took his licks, and by week eight, nope. he figured it out. No, 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 no. Got the league in interceptions. No, 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 come on now. Come on now. Peyton in, week, in week eight of his Peyton. first year, he started to figure it out. And the second year, he was good. So, no, 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 don't use Peyton Manning. Peyton, no, no, Peyton no, 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 took no, no. some, no, some no, no. wounds early. Okay, but for half a year. But, but, That's but it. that could be Richardson taking wounds early. There were different wounds. Get to year two. There were different wounds. Get to year two. And Peyton Manning was throwing interceptions, could, learning the game. Anthony Richards is just leaving the field. That's all he's doing. Because <laughs> he's, he's just leaving the field. <laughs> okay, so Peyton Manning's Peyton learning. Manning may have had a concussion back then, and uh, we didn't know well, it. Well, well, first of all, <laughs> you can't find me three licks that makes you look like Peyton Manning has a concussion, okay? That's why I try to tell people, what ba Baker Mayfield, love him to death. I Baker, get out. I don't slide. Get yes. out. Yes. Okay, when I see you get hit and your feet are on the ground, your back's hitting the ground, yes, not you, good. that happens two more times this year. Your season is done. Not good. Eli, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, they daddy taught them on the dinner table, <laughs> get your ass down. down if it. it's second and four, why are you going to die for that extra yard? Get back and play the next play. Uh, yes. Peyton Man uh, Richardson doesn't know it. Baker Mayfield doesn't know it. But what happens to Baker Mayfield at the end of every season? He looks like RoboCop and his shoulders are all bandaged <laughs> up and he can't move his shoulders. That's because you're, you're straight-arming people. But we, we're going to have to get him to the point where, yes, the value that he's showing yeah. now, which kind of I know as we're getting ready to wrap yeah. up, the value that he's showing now, especially after how this team bounced back after, you know, laying a dud against Philly, yeah. going to New Orleans, getting another NFC victory win, this team showed me a lot okay. this me past too. Sunday. Me too. They really showed me a lot, and particularly him. Mm -hmm. Now it starts all the things that you've learned over the years now. You, you've, you've proven – that you're the quarterback. You're the mm -hmm. tough guy. Everyone yes. knows yes. that now. Yes. Stop, stop proving it. Now let's prove you're just as tough mentally mm -hmm. by being smart. Stop taking these hits. Well, let's hope Baker Mayfield listening to this uh, podcast. Brooks Please. and Beckles, this has been real again, sir. We're learning a lot. Yes. And uh, we'll be back next week spitting knowledge again and uh, hopefully with some good stories and uh, some insights. Uh, yeah, we're going to pick up on that last topic. Don't worry about yeah. it. Don't worry. We'll come, we'll come back to it. Well, I appreciate you, brother, and I hope everybody's enjoying it. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, Bucks have a bye week, so uh, you can relax yourself on the weekend. Have a wonderful week, and please be safe. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Brooks and Beckles on The Strike, 1025 HD2. Tune in every Friday afternoon at 1 or listen on demand in your favorite podcast app.